Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Dr. Matt Townsend here, your guide, your coach. We do what we can on this show to help you get a leg up on this crazy thing we call life. You know, there's so many things to learn, and there's so many things that absolutely make you mad. I'm trying to think of one, because I, I never get mad. I get even. Ooh, that Did sounds, you hear that? Yeah, that was really good. Did I sound like Batman? No. Rachel, no. what did I sound like? Uh, I get even. Yeah, you sound like the the like movie the, the movie, movie announcer guy. Yeah, yeah. I want to be that guy. He doesn't get mad. He, he gets, gets even in a world where he doesn't summer. get mad. He gets even. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, this sounds great with my new headphones. By the way, that guy's name was Don LaFontaine. Yeah, yeah. great guy. Great. great. Great money. Great. He made great money. Voiceover actor. He's he's yeah. no longer with us. I know. Yeah. yeah, actually, you know, another voiceover actor, one of my idols, passed away just recently. Uh, Pee Wee Herman. No. Okay. Don Pardo from oh, Saturday Night Don Live. Don Pardo. Yeah. Yeah. Man was a master at using yeah. his voice. Mm, that's sad. But, well, he was in his 90s. I know, so. but it's still sad. It is. I, I saw him at a news conference once. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm channeling Don waxing, Pardo all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, but he was talking about his daughter who had just retired. But he told his daughter told him to keep working, <laughs> even oh. though he was in his 80s or 90s. <laughs> his daughter retires. His daughter retires at like, like no, age but Dad, 70. You've got to keep working. Yeah, exactly. Somebody's got to keep the air on. Somebody's got to keep the lights working. Hey, uh, today's going to be a great show. We're talking about anger. And again, you know, everyone gets a little angry. Like, have you ever seen? Do you remember when James went off? Oh yeah, do you remember that? We had to bring the parole officer in. Uh huh. The parole officer and his mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you remember how his mother just like grabbed him at the neck, like a cat, like a Vulcan, what is it, the Vulcan grip or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And he and he just went right to his knees. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah. For years, my mom has been disciplining me using the Vulcan grip. Now, where did she learn the Vulcan grip? Spock. I, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just watching a lot of Star Trek <laughs> television. And... She's just she's got a great grip. Yeah, yeah, it really is an iron grip. Next time she comes in, Matt, I'll yeah. have her do the the Vulcan no, grip to hey, you. No, I'd be honored. It'd be great. Yeah, I've never had that. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Birds. You were raised by five women, you and you never had Vulcan that grip. No, you're kidding me. No, they would they would hold me down. Tell me this wouldn't make you mad? They'd hold me down. Yeah, and they'd sit on me. Oh yeah, and they'd hold my arms. And they'd sit on my gut. They put drops of wa- have drops no, of water on your forehead. They brush their long 1970s oh. hair over my face. <laughs> no. To this day, I can only date bald women. Okay, <laughs> it's weird. Does your wife wear wigs? Then yeah, Is that what... she does. Okay, we have to shave her clean. Honestly, <laughs> you're terrified of hair. <sighs> they, uh, that's that's what made me angry growing up. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. But I – do you guys get angry very often? Like are you a road rager? No, I, I wouldn't say I am, no. I can be at times depending on what happens, yeah. Really? I don't get angry at other people. I get angry – what do I get angry at? What I got angry Food. at yesterday was was a gentleman who was passing me in the carpool lane on his cell phone. Uh, you know what? I'm sorry. In the car by himself, by the way. I didn't – I was in a hurry. <laughs> 
I just it was just that like, made you mad. You gotta you gotta be kidding me. What? So when you get angry, what do you do? Like do you oh, yell? It, it, do you? I might scream if I'm in the car by myself. I'll scream or something. Yes, but if I'm if I have other people in the car, I try and control myself. See, would you but ever? It, but, have I, a... but it also passes very quick. It's not. See, that's the thing about anger is you, it makes you look really stupid. Yeah, you can do pretty foolish things when you're angry. Yes. Yeah, I love. I don't love it, but when someone like is mad and they have to go around me. Because I'm in the carpool lane on my cell phone. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I love to just wave thanks because it ticks them off. Yeah, well, I, I find it interesting though because it, it makes me mad that people are still using their cell phones in their cars, even though in Utah we've now passed a law that you're not supposed yeah. to handle your cell phone in a car. Yeah, that that makes you mad. You just said that makes you mad. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you mad. It does. That's one thing. Like, I wouldn't you like like if I got knifed. Oh, I, I'd be would, mad. Yeah, so would I. Cell phones. If you got knifed, I get more mad driving behind somebody yes. using their cell phone. That yes. Even though there's that law, and mm-hmm. then you pass them, then you're looking at them like seriously. But yeah. see, to me, there's been a million reasons to be angry in a car. Oh, they're always. Is. I've seen people eating French fries. In fact, but, I've been one of those people. So have I. I've seen people and I still have putting one in my on car, makeup. I'm sure, I've seen people. Yeah. I've got a whole seat full of them. But there's a lot. And, but the reality is is it's, you're going to freak out and ruin your day and maybe die because somebody's – That's why, that's why I, I try and let it go as quickly as possible. That's a great phrase. Let it go, let it go. Actually, singing that song would probably be very cathartic too. Actually, well, it would. That song's starting to make me mad. Oh, really? I'm sorry. I didn't feel a because I, well, there. Well, I felt that, like see, that's I what felt... I sing is I pass the people with the cell phone in their hand because I'm yeah. telling them, let it go. Is that what it feels like? Let it go. I started – that's like a blocked pour. I just got a blocked pour. I have a – now I'm going to have a zit because I want to blow. Okay. Because of that song. See, sorry. James won't even Great play song. it anymore. He won't even it. play it anymore? He's scared. No, he keeps I, reaching for it. But I, I look know. at him like, you do, you die. Well, yeah, whenever I play it, you just like kind of turn beat red. I used to love it. Like, wow, I don't know what it is. Calm down. It's because somebody made fun of it. Hmm. Who? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. It was on the radio today. <laughs> Who made fun of it on the radio? They, they were talking about, they were talking about, in fact, one of our headlines today. So why don't oh, we do really? this? Why don't we open up our headlines and talk a little bit about anger in our headlines? Headliners from the Matt Townsend Show, a summary of stories that you might have missed. Well, looking at some headlines that people yeah. make people mad today. <coughs> Excuse me. Somebody's got a cold. Uh, no. Just some tickle in my throat. Uh, what made me mad as I looked through the headlines today, the James Foley execution. Yeah. That makes me very mad. Yeah. That somebody is actually thinking that, that for their cause, it's okay to go and... Yeah. Do something like that. I mean, like, that is the that right there is the bottom of the barrel. Oh, definitely. Like, really? There's very few things. There are some things. Let's not even go there. But that's pretty much bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. And so now you're seeing the worst side of humanity, and that should make everyone mad. But yet they think they're – the people who did it think they're at the top of the, you know, well, food they're chain, mad so to speak. Well, they're being bombed. Well, yeah, but they think, right. oh, well, this is, this is justified because yeah. of our cause – I'm sorry. Take, taking a person's life because of your cause is not no. is not a just thing. There's one of the reasons why we're talking about anger today mm-hmm. because eye for eye. I don't know if you've heard. I've heard. Yeah, it's a new law. It's a different. We have a new, it's a law. new law. We have a new law. I thought that changed. No, that's it. We've changed the law. 
Oh, we changed it back? You no, know, it's we have a new law, not an eye for an eye. Oh, okay. Not That's what tooth, I okay. not, Yeah, no. Now we you got to turn that cheek. Right. So we're going to today on the show, we're going to we're going to hit James in the face. Ooh, and see if he turns. We're going to see if he'll turn his cheek. Okay. That sounds like a great plan. <laughs> wow. It's just, it, I just thought James of that. is glad there's a desk between you and him right yeah. now. <laughs> no, but we're going to test. test. James's resolve. See, that's the problem. So when somebody starts threatening you, then anger becomes a fairly natural reaction, right? Yeah, definitely. Fight, flight. We're going to get into the fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. But what happens when it's not someone trying to kill you, but instead it's like someone saying, hey, get away from my car. Or it's somebody saying, can I, can I just tell you something rude you, that you did? Oh, I, would, I would almost now like— Now I want to react. Yeah, I want to react. But if I did something that offended somebody, I'd like to know. Would you? Yeah. Okay, Sean. Uh-huh. I got something to tell you. Please let me know. No, but see, After the show? Because you're asking for the okay. feedback. But when people yeah. are giving you feedback you didn't want, that makes a yeah. lot of people mad. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, especially when they don't present, present it in a tactful way. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, hey, yeah, you're horrible. I was like, oh, thank Did you. Did I mention? Yeah. I really appreciate that. Did I mention you need a shower? You're horrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, that's the key to anger. And in reality, when does this – this is every day in our lives. So it's one thing to be angry. I think, honestly, you're supposed to have some response emotionally if someone's threatening you. Definitely. That's probably healthy. Then you reach a point where now you're just – it's just – I'm just trying to give you feedback, hon. Or now we're fighting about stupid stuff. What if somebody was threatening your kids? Oh, yeah. Or coaching them wrong or like yelling at your kids while you're, they're coaching. Oh, yeah, that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with my kids. It's getting more of the Batman sound there. I know. Rachel. See, that's what I do, too. When I get angry, I just channel my inner Batman, which you you're go. doing right now, Matt. And it's really great. I'm actually channeling my outer Batman. Oh, really? That's why I'm wearing this outfit. I was wondering why he has, you had he has a cowl. The, the black around his yeah. eyes, too. <laughs> I do. So today's show, all dedicated to anger. It sounds negative. But we're going to fight and combat anger. So think about your life. Where do you need to learn to manage your anger better? Where do you, uh, you know, do you have someone in your life that needs to learn some skills about anger management? Make sure you get them to listen to this show today. If you have any questions, comments about anger, anger management, give us a call. one 855 chat byu 1-855-242-8298 or tweet us at BYU Radio. We'd love to get those comments on the air. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Dr. John Livingstone will be joining us, teaching us anger management skills right here on the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we're talking about anger, anger management. You know, a lot of people would argue it's a natural thing. Some people even argue, you know, I am who I am. That's just what I am. Yeah, I'm just angry. I'm just an angry person. Just get off my back. Get out of my face. But in reality, um, it's something we have to learn to control because if we can't manage it, then uh, it's going to manage us. It's going to take us over. And in all honesty, if you're not watching the news lately... Anger, you know, on a global level causes wars. Anger and justified anger. I mean, it's one thing everybody can be justified in their anger. The problem is you keep 
perpetuating the anger, you're going to keep perpetuating the justified anger. And it's everywhere. If you think about it, um, we're, we're seeing it. And it doesn't, again, diminish the fact that people can really be hurt and we can hurt and offend people. And yet, how do we manage our emotions? How do we manage our emotion when someone cuts us off on the freeway? You know, we can chase them down. In fact, there's a Sad story of a, a a father and a son, I think a stepson, were riding a motorcycle here in Utah, and he had just picked his son up from karate class, and they were driving home, riding home, and a woman threw her cigarette out of the window, and it flew back and hit this motorcycle, and the boy on the back of the motorcycle hit the guy in the head or in the chest or something. So there's the stimulus right there, a cigarette thrown out of a window. And this guy now has a moment of choice. Now, imagine you're riding a motorcycle and somebody throws a cigarette at you. That's deadly. You could die because of that. Somebody could cause an accident. So he's at this choice point, but he reacted. He then chased this woman down, got up to the side of her. She freaked out, scared out of her life, and she kind of swerved over, hit him, crashed, killed the man. The boy went to the hospital. In the press conference at the end after this when they released the boy, the boy says he didn't have to chase her. He just could have let it go, but he didn't. And I thought, holy cow, in the words of a young boy, that's the point. So if you're out there in listener land, we want to give you some tools today and some insight into uh, anger and emotion. We've asked Dr. John Livingstone to join us. He was originally raised, born in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. He came to Brigham Young University in 1998. He is an associate professor and is a teacher here on campus, also is a counselor, has a a Ph.D. in counseling from Brigham Young University in psychology. And uh, he's teaching some classes here this week during Education Week on managing anger. Thanks for being here, John. Glad to be here. Does – yeah, I mean, you've you're also you've done a lot of marriage counseling. Yes, and you teach marriage classes. Anger, it's 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 a huge part of our marriage problems. It it really can be, and of course, when it gets out of control, angry, yeah. like you were describing right. about the motorcycle incident, it can get really bad. But in personal relationships, you know, intimate relationships as well as public right things, uh, anger uh, is just all around us, publicly, privately, and of course. Uh, uh, we just want to be able to handle things yeah. as well as we can and understanding kind of the roots of anger. That's really what I want to know because it sounds like – I mean so many people would say, well, it's a natural emotion. Mm-hmm. But so is fear. And a lot of times those natural emotions aren't always accurate. Yeah. You know, uh, I like to uh, – distinguish between feelings and emotions. Yeah, now, talk about that. Usually we don't talk like that, but when there's problems in the area, sometimes it's good to split those psychological hairs a little bit yeah. and uh, see what we do. Uh, you and I are not necessarily in great control of our feelings. Right. In other words, if some big guy kicked open the door and fired a shotgun blast into the yeah. ceiling, would we decide to be shocked? Or no would choice it automatically there. happen? Yeah. It's know. going to be a response, right? Yes. And I'm calling those feelings. Psychologists will sometimes talk about uh, 
primary and secondary feelings. But in my dealing with people, uh, sometimes it's just easier to make a more uh, simple definition. So I'm suggesting that things like shock is a feeling. You can't tell when it's coming next. As a matter of fact, if you did know it was coming next, you wouldn't be shocked. That's right. It's intermittent. You know it's probably going to come again. You're probably not done with shock in your life. Uh, Another example is... uh, is embarrassment. My goodness, if you're standing up in front of a group of people, someone's making gestures, and sooner or later you find out, oh, dear, your zipper's open. Yeah. Wow. Been there, done that. Yeah. Haven't we all? But the (laughs) thing is that uh, embarrassment is a a feeling. We don't have a lot of control over its onset, and it just sort of shows up from time to time. And it's there to protect you. I mean, feelings have a purpose. Yes. It's, It's to protect you, really, to to make sure you either get to take advantage of something or and not miss it or not get killed. Yeah. And we can learn from our feelings. Or, of course, we can go the other way, yeah. and, like our motorcycle story. Uh, hurt, another example of a feeling. You know, uh, the more important someone is to you, the more deeply you can be hurt by that individual. Frustration. Yeah. Same thing. You know, we don't choose to be frustrated. It just kind of shows up, seems to start near our toes and work its way up. And, and if we don't take care of feelings, why, then we go to emotion. Let me give you one more example. That is worry. Imagine that you had a 16-year-old daughter. She's out with Joe, tall, dark, and wonderful. James. Yes. Call yes. James. <clears throat> and uh, it's now one thirty in the morning. Oh. Oh, you're worried. Yeah. You're worried about car accidents and sex and babies. Yeah. And, All and this stuff. Things like that. But if at 2 or 2.30 a.m. she walks in the door, seems to be in one piece, is, it, is there a chance that it's not worry that you're going to show her? Yeah, interesting. There's something else. What happened there? Well, when it looks like she's more or less okay, all of a sudden there's a morphing Mm -hmm. from worry to anger. I maintain that we decide on anger. We can turn it on. Hmm. We can turn it off. As a matter of fact, uh, let's suppose we left the studio today. You walk to your car. There's a big gunch in the car door. Oh, my goodness. And some teenage boy is doing donuts in the parking lot. Well, you look at the car door, you look at the teenage boy, you start marching over towards him, and then, excuse me, excuse me, you know, you uh, you turn around, and there's the there's the head of BYU Radio. Ooh, Matt, I'm so sorry. Is that your? I just backed into your car. Well, the so the emotion, emotion that you had all turned on for yeah. the for the boy suddenly gets oh oh well oh well these it's things fine. happen you know, <laughs> accidents happen exactly and so i'm calling anger an emotion something that you emote something that comes out of you hmm. as opposed to feelings which i think are a little more incoming yeah unpredictable intermittent like we said but i really can't make you angry you have to decide i can't make you hate. Yeah. You have to decide. I cannot even make you jealous. You have to decide, so to speak. So we really end up perpetuating an emotion more through our thinking, our, our, our festering, our, the process of cognition. What we're doing with our brain is creating yes. the emotion. It may seem like we it's immediate. automatically yeah. move to anger, but there's really, really a process mm-hmm. there. No doubt when the cigarette went out the window and into the helmet or the shirt or yeah, whatever, wherever however. it went, why someone may have been shocked, uh, someone may have been hurt. Scared. Like I, that could have killed – like I almost lost it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And that shock effect, then you might say, morphed into anger uh-huh. and action was taken rather rashly, yeah. you know, and difficult to tell how quickly, you know, someone will move from right. a feeling to an emotion. But there's the key to managing anger. If we can somehow interrupt our automatic morphing yeah. of a feeling to an emotion, then, ooh, we may take that extra moment to think. Uh, I suggest that people maybe even shout stop in their heads yeah. when they realize, oh, my goodness, I am torqued. Yeah, you this know? is getting me. If they can if they could shout stop in their heads and then review back just a second, am I shocked? Am I Yeah, what am I going through? What am I am feeling? Am I hurt? Am I frustrated? Am just, I worried? Yeah. W- what is it? And then if they can actually deal with the feelings instead of dealing emotionally. Yeah. Big difference. Well, you, in fact, that makes sense because if you you might you might respond differently to your spouse, let's say if your children are in the room mm-hmm. than if they're out of the room, which means you you may have a feeling that's immediate, like I've been attacked, I need to attack back. But if if your children are there, you may control yourself. Exactly. So just a different scenario may create for you. Yeah, interrupting more, more power, interrupting that automatic move from a feeling to an emotion. Yeah makes a big old difference. And uh, of course, I try to invite people to uh, examine just a second, why am I angry? What What is it I'm feeling here? Am I That's great. hurt? Am yeah. I embarrassed? And then, of course, um, if they've taken enough time to interrupt, then I suggest a little psychological tool that may be helpful. Okay, hold on to the – save that tool. Will. Because let's take a break and come back, everybody, and listen. John P. Livingston, Livingstone is teaching us how to manage our emotions and to differentiate the feeling from an emotion. He's going to give us some tools when we come back for what we could be doing in our head to make sure we're not just going with the flow. We're not just taking the spark and you know blowing everything up. Powerful, powerful tools today, folks, to help you manage your emotion. We're going to take a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Stick with us right here on BYU Radio. Friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are talking about anger, anger management, uh, the importance of uh, you know learning to understand yourself and be able to handle life. And and the life is going to trigger stuff. That's how life works. You're going to have stuff happen to you, and when it happens to you, emotions can be or feelings can be created. Emotions can be conjured up. A lot of times we turn to anger, and in the end, anger ends up getting us. And so on the show today, we wanted to uh, ask an expert, give us some tools for how to go through this. Dr. John Livingston is joining us. He's an associate professor here at Brigham Young University. This week is Education Week on BYU campus, and Dr. Livingston is teaching um, a class on anger management. He also has a really interesting history. He's he's fluent in Navajo. Oh, uh (laughs) <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. Yes. <laughs> and he's – but you also served a mission for the LDS Church 
as a mission president. So if you've ever seen those missionaries, the LDS guys out there, their white shirts, walking around in pairs, Dr. Livingston was one of their leaders in Detroit City. Yes. So you're here you are in downtown Detroit, and but you also have this the psychology background and you're and Navajo you speak Navajo. Is that where you went on a mission? I did. I served down in the Southwest. Uh, of course, I was a Canadian boy, so coming all the way to Arizona, New Mexico, yeah. Southern Utah, yeah. Southern Colorado. Great experience. Oh, I Wouldn't bet. trade it for anything. Well, it also gave you great experience kind of multiculturally. And, I mean, anger, it's everywhere. And it almost seems like it's getting worse. It's not just Americans. It's not just Canadians. Yeah. It's everyone. All Everyone has feelings. Everyone uh, can choose to emote if that's what they decide to do. And again, there are negative emotions like anger. There are very positive emotions like love. Yeah. Attraction is more of a feeling, but love is a decision. Uh, yeah, and it should be. See, but that's it. We kind of sometimes we sell that love is uh, an emotion, a feeling. Yeah. And, and that, but it's not, a, it's really a choice. You got to choose it and choose it and choose it. It's a thoughtful choice. And, you know, in, in lasting relationships, we choose love every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not just something we find. No. Oops. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, there I it love is. Love you again. Look at that. Because that's what, whenever somebody says, yeah, I've fallen out of love. Yeah. I guess they've moved to. They really don't. We sing about it. falling out of love as yeah. if trip. Whoops. Oh, my goodness. I just fell. I just no, had no. it. It was right here. It's, it's a very conscientious moving away and deliberate, sometimes sabotage. Yeah. But yeah. You were, you were going to give us some tools to make sure that we're – when we're in that moment, that spark where – you know, there's been a stimulus. All of a sudden, we we have – there's something we have to deal with, an emotion. Something has happened to us that's that's engaged us, in, in, I guess emotionally, but a feeling. Sure. What it, do we do in that moment? Can I suggest that – and those moments can happen at home, at work, you know, on the street, right. uh, et cetera. And so um, having the presence of mind to realize that you're getting angry and to – uh, like I was suggesting, maybe shout stop in your head. Some people will say count to 10, yeah. you know, whatever. But if you can just stop and reflect on what is the feeling that is causing me to choose to be angry? And, you know, again, am I shocked? Am I embarrassed? Am I hurt? Am I frustrated? Am I worried? Now, there's lots more feelings than that. Mm-hmm. Betrayal. We could go on and on. But sometimes just a few of them. And I'll, I'll invite people to actually memorize those. I'll say, see if you can memorize these in a few seconds. You know, shock. Let's go over them again one more time. Shock. shock. Yeah. Embarrassment. Hurt. Frustration. Worry. Now, again, that's not a complete list, but it covers a lot of ground. You bet. And if someone realizes that that they are just steamed, torqued, angry, again, shouting stop or somehow just interrupting the automatic flow from feeling to emotion, then it's possible for them to kind of analyze, just a second, what happened here? You know what? I'm – you know, she really hurt my feelings. Right. And uh, and then – what I suggest, and here comes the psycho- psychological tool, number one, some kind of expression of caring. Now, in the home, we can say, I love you. Now, right. That, hey, that may not be appropriate at work. Oh, surely, I love you. You know, what? Oh, get away. But we can, you know, I love working here. You know, I love you as a boss. You know, there's some way of expressing some kind of caring uh, consideration. Maybe it's appreciation or something like that. But then 
getting down to business. When you said what you said about my nose, that really hurt my feelings in front of all those people. Now, <clears throat> again, what we're trying to do here is to go back to the feeling. Yeah. I was embarrassed or I was hurt. Uh, and But doing it in a context of caring. So my little tool is a sandwich here. It's kind of, I love you. Yeah. Off with his head. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. And, and what we're trying to say here is that... Uh, Giving a context of caring couches the exchange of feelings in a better context than just a, a going after the right. feelings because it, it, it uh, makes sure that people know that, that you care and you're not just lashing out and then finishing up with that context of caring. Right. Again, does the same thing so that you're not creating creating an enemy here, but you are getting down to business. And we're getting it out. We're we're saying it. It's interesting when you say shock, embarrassment, hurt. Uh, it, it, we may not we may trigger by only one of those. And that we might notice that there's a constant trigger in our life yes. that a lot of our anger is around one of those, yes. right? And we may become Kind of uh, uh, like I said about frustration starts near your toes and works its way yeah. up. If we don't go after these feelings and we're constantly either stuffing them or glossing it over right. or whatever the case may be, it may tend to build, build, build until suddenly we Boom. are enraged yeah. and we go off on some poor person who has no idea that this has been going on for some time. Right. But if we can kind of intervene early – but in a context of caring, why, what a difference that makes. How, and yeah, how powerful is that? Getting down to business. Well, you can also just see um, – you, you can see like in Ferguson, mm-hmm. Missouri. Yes. That when we don't – when people have real pain and it's not heard, they may, they may be hurt, embarrassed, shocked, and, and oppressed even. Yep. And, and if it's not dealt with – then it'll turn into emotion, and it will swell, and it will blow, boil right over. And it's so it's almost like every. It's so we can do this personally in our marriages, but it can also happen like it, civically. It can happen in your your city. It can happen in your town. It can happen in your country. Yes, in a way, what we're suggesting is that dealing soon and appropriately at the right level with mm-hmm. your feelings, kind of avoids a victimization. Uh, development because if this problem is with a boss yeah. or with a supervisor or or with a you know a husband or a wife, um, letting it go, letting it go causes this building of pressure that really results in in something that can go over the top, sure. like we've seen there. So that not only is sort of the offender have some responsibility that we want to right. deal with in a context of caring, but the individual who has been hurt, shocked, yeah. embarrassed. I'm suggesting can actually step in and do something about right. it, well, you rather saw than it. just suffering. One of the great, uh, one of the great kind of standouts in the Ferguson situation is that Officer Johnson, yes, who could come in and could show caring in a way that no one else could show caring. And what it seems like it does is it lowers the emotion because a lot of what happens in situations like that is. My emotion then creates contagion on yours and this contagious emotional – and there's a great quote that says, um, emotion hijacks meaning. Yes. The mob reaction, the mob mentality Mm -hmm. is 
contagious. And then everybody watching it that doesn't understand the context or the hit, like I think of white suburbia that doesn't understand what black inner city goes through. Yes. They're on the outside looking at like, why are you so angry? And that it's, it, but it becomes this mess yeah. that we probably do. We just need more caring to understand the triggers, what's really going on deeper yeah. and find solutions. If we can talk about how we came up with the feelings that showed up. Yeah. And if we can uh, somehow, again, do that in a context of caring. And there are entire communities that have kind of done that sort of thing, but even on an individual mm-hmm. basis. Oh, my goodness. We can tone down the, the oh, difficult the rhetoric, rhetoric yeah. at home and, again, publicly, privately. It also – another interesting dynamic I see is the – then we argue stories – History and history instead of what instead of a root emotion and a root or actually I guess a root feeling. Yes. The minute you're telling the stories and we're all hijacked emotionally, nobody cares and nobody's listening. We're just going to one up your story. And it gets crazy. And then it's a, a crazy debate instead of with your wife or whatever. Listen and help her figure out. So what was the trigger? And so if you felt shock or embarrassment, talk to me about how that happened and what does that feel like? Yeah. And go deeper into what they feel and then care enough that people are hurting. I yeah. mean, when you listen to the news about Ferguson or anything, it's more everyone's justifying and it's logical why you're hurt. Yeah. But nobody cares. Yeah. As a university professor, sometimes I'll say to my students, the, the academy only has half a brain. It's the left half. <laughs> and, and this caring and consideration and thoughtfulness and judgment mm-hmm. uh, is something that we all have. And we need to bring it to bear. Logic will not right. solve everything, particularly in intimate relationships yeah. in the family. And, yeah, particularly when the emotions already flooding. That's right. Once emotions flooding, yeah, it's it's gone. And uh, anyone who's been raising teenagers knows oh, yeah. that uh, it's like learning to drive a stick. That's right. You know, gas clutch, it's freedom, responsibility. Nice That's right. You know, and and uh, how can dad or how can mom? not go off on right. on a teenager whose brain really isn't fully right. developed yet. Well, and you'll always have the right. You can always go off. It's just in the end it's not going to solve it. It's not going to serve you. No. It, it just it will it'll just exacerbate. Yeah. Man. It, it, what a deal. Powerful. We're talking with Dr. John Livingston uh, here, an associate professor at Brigham Young University. He's teaching us about anger management when we come back. We're going to continue the discussion. More ideas, more tools. If you have a question for Dr. Livingston, give us a a call. 1-855-CHAT-BYU. 1-855-CHAT-BYU. Or text us your question to at uh, at BYU Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. More coming up on BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends. Today we're taking on anger, anger management. We've seen it. I mean, honestly, today is probably a perfect example. You've you've probably seen some form of it in your home, your marriage, your extended family with in-laws. You may have seen it, you know, nationally as we're as we're struggling and trying to understand uh, what's going on in Ferguson and try to understand both sides of it the best we can. And also internationally, when you think of you know. 
Al Qaeda, you know, assassins, ISIS, to cutting, beheading people. I mean, anger. It's it's killing us yeah. in many ways. And I guess we're, again, we're jo- we're joined by Dr. John Livingston, uh, BYU professor, associate professor here. And today, uh, actually, this week, he's teaching at, during Education Week here on campus uh, a class on anger management. I mean, is it a pretty packed class? And I bet they're pretty rowdy. Are they a little angry? <laughs> I'll, I'll tease them. <laughs> but tomorrow morning at eight thirty, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about you know managing anger in the home. And of course, uh, the home is a very intimate circumstance. It's not quite so public. People right. will say and do things in an intimate situation that they would not do right. otherwise. Uh, and of course. Uh, I suggest that people try to be the same person privately as they are publicly so that they have almost a a spiritual um, uh, consistency in their integrity. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, then you don't have to try to hide it or figure out what what am I supposed to be here. Yeah, yeah. No, No sort of double life. And uh, it's it's possible for us to look upstanding and good and solid publicly, and then in the home we kind of come apart, and we're mm-hmm. after our spouse or we're after our children, and, and uh, it you know your your real happiness uh, really insists that you are the same privately. As you I are had a client. It's so great. Um, and is, we came up with this really great rule. I, so I teach skills and communication, conflict resolution skills to get couples talking. And they, uh, the guy just says, I don't, I, don't rem- I don't want you to – because we were talking about timeouts, calling a timeout yeah. in this moment where they're starting to see the emotion. He says, I don't want you to say anything because the minute you start talking, it makes me mad. So, so um, we agreed that she wouldn't say anything. And – but we, I said, um, I go, so if your church leader was standing there, would you fight her? And she said, no way, because we went to our church leader and we we're sitting in front of our bishop and he wouldn't fight with me there. He was very docile and nice. So I said, <laughs> why don't we just agree that instead of saying anything, she'll just pull out her iPhone. Not when you're mad, but when, when it's starting to elevate. Why don't we just pull out our iPhone and just record it? So they made a rule as a couple that they would record any time their conversation started to get out of hand. Yeah. Guess what happened? Changed everything. Isn't that weird? <laughs> so that's the higher brain, right? That's the Now we're controlling it. Yes. And, and we're just taking a moment to analyze just a second. Where am I at? What's happening here? Oh, that's what's happening. Okay. And then dealing with the real root issue. That's right. And then get down. That's what you keep saying. Get down to the root. Yes. You're like the trigger emotion. Yep. And then – but that's a very ba- – and some of those, by the way, didn't come from me. Yeah. That may have been something you learned as a kid is about how painful embarrassment is because your dad used to always embarrass you. So now it's a major trigger for you in your life. Yeah. And whenever that occurs, oh my goodness, you just have this almost uh, uh, allergic reaction. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, then the move to anger becomes even all the more yeah. automatic. But what we're saying here is that is that uh, if we can use our whole head and not just uh, logically figure things out but in a context of caring so that uh, we're not creating mm-hmm. the kind of problem that we're trying to solve. Yeah. Emotion very often creates shock, embarrassment, hurt, frustration, worry. That's right. And just compounds the issue. And you tend to marry someone of about your equal personality strength. Right. And then you raise these little people who, uh, of course, then, then develop equal then personality 
strength. It's it, spectacular. Yeah. Nuclear. Then yeah. it's game on. It yeah. seems like, too, um, if – when you take the issue of our pattern and you you don't make the pattern – our problem and you don't let the pattern of our fighting be between us or even what you did to hurt me. As long as that's between us, it seems like we're just going to keep fighting our side. I like to move it out and then bring the person close to me, which is I think what you're saying by show caring. So we don't, we just have a weird pattern here, honey. I call you this and that ticks you off because it strikes that basic issue of being embarrassed. And so let's go look at that pattern and almost take it outside. I care about you. I don't want to trigger you that way. Does that happen? Of course it does. And and, uh, learning to go after or to attack the problem instead of the person is critical. And uh, I've done the same thing in my uh, former private practice where asking people to – Almost sit close together uh-huh. and put the problem out front. That's what I do. Put it on a piece of paper or on a whiteboard yeah. and stand and look at it outside of you. Yes. If you're going head to head – and we go head to head not because we're so no. different but because we're so equally strong, That's equally right. determined, equally right. And we're emotionally hijacked. Exactly. So now you're going to go head to head. And when you're dealing with just emotion, it's almost like little children who will cover their eyes and, and try to whack <laughs> yeah. somebody or something else. Uh, when in fact, no, 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 we, we, want, uh, we want couples or, or individuals who are emoting in the workplace to be able to kind of step back, stop, not only think about it, but in a, again, a context of caring, yeah. go after the issue, go after the problem, doing it thoughtfully, but keeping it on that feeling level sure. rather than rising to emoting, which is just sort of a, a bludgeoning psychologically. And that seems like that's a trick. So when, you, when I see a coworker emoting, mm-hmm. I guess I need to make sure I don't catch the emotion. I don't take that feeling and be offended. Yeah. I could use it as a source of, okay, this is telling me there's a deeper trigger issue. There's, it's shock, it's embarrassment, it's hurt, frustration, worry. There's something else going on with him. Yes. So if I could let him, if I could get him to share that with me in a softer way, yeah. So I could this, help him. This process almost vaccinates you against over emotion. Mm-hmm. Now, I wish I could sit here and say, oh, I never emote. Yeah, never. I never get angry at my yeah. wife. You know? Just when she gets out of hand. Yeah. But, <laughs> but the fact is I'm still an idiot and I, we can still, you know, we, I can still fall into those. But when we begin to realize there's a problem, again, if we can stop our normal automatic progression from feelings to emotions, why it makes quite the difference. Yeah. It, it really can help us as we teach our children that sort of thing. That's right. You know, if you're – if someone were listening to this for the first time today, um, I, I would say to them, especially if I'd been sitting visiting with them, that if you can teach this to someone else that you know, it will burn it into your circuits right. further and further. Hand it down. And, and greatly increase the likelihood that you'll actually use the tool and uh, and make a difference Publicly, privately, all the way around. Because you could see how this could almost become a tradition. This is a this is a genetic thing. Your temperament, we might think, is handed down, but the lack of skills is also going to be handed down. Oh, what yes. a great thing to give your children, your grandchildren, yeah. is some conflict, some emotion management skills. Yeah. And again, this context of caring 
always helps in the home. Yeah. Usually when, when children are, are grossly misbehaving, uh, either we've got this, this anger problem that's, that's been there or sometimes you'll have a, an actual brain problem where someone sure. has a personality disorder and uh, borderline personality disorder where the main feature is anger. And uh, uh, when, when people actually have a brain disorder, it can be a little difficult to work with. But as long as you know that something is triggering that anger, even in those situations, you may be able to kind of logically explain what's sure. happening to a personality disordered individual who yeah. can logically appreciate what you're saying and may be able to pick up on some things. And what's fascinating about understanding that is if the, if they're angry at me because their their brain is broken, yeah. why am I reacting to it? Yeah. They're sick. They're That's hurting. Right. And and when we recognize that, and sometimes moms and dads will have a little uh, brain disordered person and it's not a matter of what we normally would call a, a mental handicap right. where IQ is low. No. It's almost as if that uh, other side of the brain has a problem and oftentimes it takes quite a while for us to figure out that we are dealing actually with a brain problem, not just a bad attitude. It's like – but it's also so – then we could have the same compassion we might have for someone that's mentally handicapped. Exactly. You can have for someone that's emotionally handicapped. Yeah. I care. I care. Here's how this Which is, is a basic me. need. Every human wants to know that you just care. That's all they want to know. Yeah. It, we could probably solve Ferguson if everyone could just agree to care yeah. about what happened. Yes. And it was a tragedy and both sides were tragic. Yeah. And we all should care and it doesn't justify past abuse or real abuse or you got to face the music, huge. face the real deal. That's right. Yeah. And if we're unafraid to do that, wow, change we the can, world. Yeah. Change, change your the family. That's right. Change your marriage. John Livingston, thank you so much. Good to be Keep here. Keep up the good work. Bless you. Good to be here. By the way, you. 10 generations of John Livingstons in this world. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's true. That's really cool. We're going to take a break, folks. Continue our discussion uh, after the break here on the Matt Townsend Show. When we come back, we're going to talk about anger at work. Somehow Sean O'Neill has some insight on that. I don't know where he gets it. It's obviously not in this studio. More fun, more ideas, more tools to help you deal with your emotion. Coming up next on The Matt Townsend Show. everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your life coach, your guide on the side. Today, folks, I will be your anger, anger management manager. Okay. <laughs> Why did you say it that way? That just made me mad. <laughs> Anything makes you mad today. I'm about to go break. off. <laughs> hey, today we're talking anger management. Who better to talk about anger at work? Sean O'Neill. Yeah. Why are you, you don't have, you, you don't sense any emotion, negative emotion. No, never. I've never been pulled into my production, uh, my my, uh, program manager's office and been told today's your last day, back it up and leave. Yeah. That sounds horrible. No, it doesn't happen. 
That won't happen. So no, I, I've never experienced anger at work. Ooh, did they walk you out? Did they <laughs> escort you? Yeah. We shouldn't be laughing. Mm-hmm. That's sad. So you're going to teach us about what to do to keep our cool while we're at work. Yeah. Because you can't go off. Like sadly, no, some. Well, do at there home. are some people who do go off they at do. work, and that makes for very why are you looking ugly at James? situations? Well, because there was actually a situation the other day that Mike pulled a prank here at work. Mike did. There was a, a our sta- little Mike a stapler and Jello involved, and and so, but we had a recording <laughs> going, and and here's what we got. Here's a little news flash. It's not funny. In fact, it's pretty freaking unfunny. That was an overreaction. <laughs> Actually, that's from the office. That's from the office. <laughs> but that the same thing happened to James. It's very, very <laughs> yeah. um, were you, similar. Response. Were you the one who pushed? Who punched the wall? That was me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> sounds horrible. So, yeah. So you need to but, teach us. What yeah, do we do to yeah. not a don't put someone's stapler in jello. Right. That's one thing you don't do. Yeah. Don't punch the wall either. Yeah. Don't put their cell phone up in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Don't do any of that. <laughs> no, none of that at all. We don't but do if anything something, like that. But if something that. happens at work that yeah. makes you angry, first step, breathe. <sighs> do that, you know, that old count to 10 thing? Yeah. But, you know, that doesn't work. It it can. Because I can count to 10 while I'm rolling my sleeves up ready to pound on someone. <laughs> so you got to count backwards from 2 million. There you go. By 17. Okay. You'll never get mad. But, it, you know, yeah. that it, little breathe pause, step, though, breathe. It may not, it's no, not going it to relieve what the stressor might be that's making you angry. Yeah, but it, it works. But take a, take a break, a pause right there. Yeah, don't, oh, exactly. Don't, um, don't react immediately. That's right. In other words. You need to create a space. Mm-hmm. So and the space can be and by breathing you'll get more oxygen which will relax you, it'll center you. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Next thing, next thing you can do actually turn is, turn turn, turn, your turn mic, mic on. on. <laughs> I did hit the button. You did. It's yes, I did. It didn't turn on on its own. I'm so, very angry. James should about have that. caught that, but that's okay. So relaxed over there. Yeah. Next thing you can do though is write it out. Yeah, but don't. Don't send, send it. it out. Because if you write it out, you're going to get all that emotion out. Right, exactly. And then you can look at it and say, well, that'll get me fired. And you're probably better off actually grabbing a physical piece of paper yeah, and a pencil I or agree. a pen I totally rather agree. than typing it on your computer. Yeah. Do you know what I teach my clients to do? Write one line and then you write your next line on top of the first line. Oh, so you can't read it? And you write the third line on top of the third line, uh, the, the next line on top. So you go over it three times. You can't read it, but your emotion's gone. Yeah. It's out of you. It's really cool. The danger about doing it on the computer is you could possibly click reply all. That's exactly great... That's the big danger. Right. Yeah. Don't mess with that. <laughs> yeah. By the way, don't formulate your letter in an email program. No, no, no. It needs to be a word processor. Always if anything. write it in a word processing program. Not an email. Then attach it. Yeah. Safer. Mm, I wouldn't do it on a computer at all. Yeah, let's just stick with writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even. Use, I would use a rock and a <laughs> chisel. There you go. <laughs> That'll get the energy. Actually, out. that would that would get Tell the frustration. Tell me, you would be exhausted it? by the end of that. <laughs> I don't know. I think that would increase the frustration with the whole process. <laughs> no, I, have I have to chisel a letter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Fred. <laughs> so number three on this list is yeah. vent to a trusted colleague. Yeah. I like that. If you have, you know, you have somebody at work 
that knows the ins and outs of your company and and things like that that you trust. Right. That is a good friend of yours maybe that knows maybe what the situation was that made you angry. Just go go vent. Yeah. The, do you remember, and tell him you want to vent. That's right. Can I, can I vent on you for a minute? Tom Rath was a, a guest of ours once mm-hmm. uh, recently. He wrote a book called Vital Friends, and he talks about how having a friend at work that you can vent on <laughs> helps. Yeah. Like it actually increases your productivity, your happiness at work by 50%, 60%. I bet. So that's why I think we've got each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do that. We turn off the mics, and then we just have a vent session. Sometimes. It seems like it seems like a lot of times when I walk in the room, everyone quits talking. There's no reason for that. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing I would, to worry I about. Think about it too much. Okay, it seems like every time it's like every I, like I'll leave, go use the mm-hmm. restroom, come back. You're all you you're talking because I can kind of hear you're talking, and then I open the door and you guys get real I'm, quiet. I'm sure it's just now, a coincidence. It, okay. it is. It all really right. is. That's good. 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 Yeah. One thing though about this venting, make sure you're not doing it in a cubicle. Some of these seem self-explanatory. Like <laughs> seem. That's the key word there. Yeah. Seem. <laughs> don't don't do it like in the break room. Well, exactly. Don't do it in an open space. Go to if you know. Go to, go out to lunch with get your friend. Get off of property. Exactly. Off of the site. Go out to the little vendor truck. Mm-hmm. Grab your whatever your bagel. Where you whatever. won't be standing yeah. right next to your boss's office. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and don't do it underneath your boss's office with his window open. Wind- don't go sit yeah. on the bench underneath <laughs> your boss's window. <laughs> I think we've covered all potentiality. Okay. Uh, number four, get a little love. Pardon? Pardon? Yeah. Get a little love. Come again. What <laughs> well, do you mean? You got some what good, does that mean? good friends. If you can sneak in a quick text or a call to hear a familiar voice. Uh, okay. If you don't have yeah. a friend at work that you can vent to. Yeah, that's good. Maybe call you can call home. your wife. Yeah. Call a friend. Hun, I'm calling. I need you to walk me off the ledge. Yeah, talk me off the ledge. Talk exactly. me off the ledge. That's good. That's great advice, actually. Isn't uh-huh. it? And then uh, if you have to, find your happy place. Yes. Whatever Which, that happy place might be. Uh, it's going to be Deer Hunter 2014. I see. That'll change your life. Okay. But see, anything. I mean, you maybe like if you just got all you know wrapped up about a meeting, you mm-hmm. maybe need to go on a walk. You know what? If the if the arcade is just down the street and you've got a couple of quarters in your pocket or something. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Or just fetal position in the corner. Mm-hmm. That's if, my I favorite. mean, if that is your happy place. It is my there. happy place. Is that your happy place? Because I've noticed you do that a lot. That's oh, weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really happy. It's but great. you don't have to suck your thumb. No. What? Really? Co- yeah. That's just James's. It helps. That's how I he does know. it. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it works for James. <laughs> Those are That's great advice. Anything else? Maybe you can throw some angry birds out on the phone. You know what I like to do? What? Deer Hunter 2014? No. (laughs) I like to go look for other jobs. Oh, really? And then never really apply. (laughs) Well, that happens too. The last one on the list, though, is take a break. If you absolutely, you know, if you just get out of the building. Yeah. I mean, we've been saying that already, but just just get out of there. Remove yourself from from the situation. Yeah, from the place that's now. that's reminding you what's going on. Now you have to come back and face stuff. But also, you know, if your job is mission critical, like I don't know, if you're a surgeon, yeah. if and, you're if you're running a show on yeah. the air, yeah, because like you know, I, right then I was about to just leave. Yeah, or if, then I like you know, I better it's go like, back. It's like James as well. James will get mad being on the board. Yeah, exactly. It's not like he can just no. you know waltz out of here because you make him angry. No. That's why I got by, it. I've got him. By he, telling him to like, what, yeah. 
you know, that you're playing Deer Hunter 2014 all the time. Jeez. That's not, that's making me mad. Mm. <laughs> now you're using my Deer Hunter. Well, in other words, you know, everything on here, just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Just seeing if we can make you more angry. It's working. Good. All right. That song's right. Maybe we'll have you out of here by the end of the show. Why does that song make me mad now? I used to love it. I don't know. Anyway, we, uh, we're going to take a break, folks. That's all you needed to know about. I mean, again, none of you, nor do any of us, except for apparently four of you, have problems. Oh, no. I have no problems at whatsoever at work. Ever. I know. None. Can we just agree that place. when I come in the room, you all keep talking? That just it makes me feel uncomfortable. That's why you know that. Just because you hear crickets doesn't mean we're you know. I, well, I mean, you're laughing. You're it's all jovial, and then I walk in, and it's like reverent. Mm-hmm. Well, well is it reverent? It's because we have respect for you. Yeah, that's it's oh, that's it. your that's position. It. Yeah, it's respect. I thought it was that. Okay, problem solved. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, Jenny Layton will be joining us from uh, thehappygal.com. She is going to teach us about uh, anger in our families and how to manage it at home. Again, trying to give you the tools right here on the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. Welcome back, all you angry birds, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking about Anger Management 101. We've had a lot of uh, wonderful guests and discussions. How do you control your anger? And, you know, when we thought of the angriest contributor we could find, uh, it wasn't Jenny. So (laughs) she'll be happy to know that. Joining us by phone right now, Jen Layton. Jenny Layton is the creator of the blog The Happy Gal, she uh, also released a cookbook recently, Healthy Eating the Happy Gal Way. She's a mom. She's a writer, a speaker, a blogger. She's done it all, a wife, and she still manages to remain happy. So today, Jenny is going to teach us how to handle anger at home with our children. Jenny, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Matt. You are so not an angry human. Have you ever <laughs> been angry? You know what? Uh, my son was just, we were just talking about this segment, and he said, you need to tell them all how you've learned to not be as angry. <laughs> oh, wow. That's great. <laughs> so that's straight from the mouth of the witnesses, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they call them the victims. <laughs> that sounds too harsh. It does sound harsh. Mom guilt. I don't want to have that. No, <laughs> you, I don't believe you have ever been mad in your life um, or angry because you're the happy gal. Well, Are happy gals... Means- Angry? Um, well, we use techniques to diffuse it. Yes. Everybody's angry. Everybody can have a bout of anger. Yeah. That's just normal life, and I think that's one of the big breakthroughs that you go through when you get a little bit, I don't know, more self-aware, and that is that this, everyone's going to feel every emotion, and there's not a wrong one. It's just learning tools to kind of move through them and yeah. a little more gracefully. So. And, es- and especially how powerful the role is as a parent teaching our children how to do this and and mm-hmm. and doing it with our children. Mhm. It's funny when you were talking earlier in the show about, you know, people that might be angry relatives or friends or coworkers, I thought if there is one place in your life 
where anger really comes out. I, I hate to say it, but it's true that it's at the home, I think. You bet. It's because all our, you know, all our defenses go down. We're free to be who we really are. But there's this interesting little bit, um, bit of research that also really explains why with kids in particular that ma- anger management is really important. And so here's some, yeah. some, I've got a big word to throw out here. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. Let me get my pen. Yeah. Okay. What's the word? Okay, so with kids, their frontal cortex of their brain yes. is not completely developed. I know. <laughs> that darn frontal that cortex. Sounds, yeah, the PFC, I think the prefrontal cortex, it's not yeah. quite together. So that's the part of their brain that helps them self-regulate. And so obviously when they're going through emotions and they don't know what to do with it, um, anger is a really easy pathway to get onto. Yeah. And so... When you're at home dealing with a bunch of kids, then anger is going to come up. And so this is a great show today for people um, because everyone has children in their lives. If not their own, then, you know, they're around them to a certain extent. So. Yeah, and and before we get into some of the tools, talk about the impact of it because it seems like moms already have a pretty major bout of you know, guilt and, oh, I need to be better than I am. And <laughs> so then, then we get mad that's the one of the things about anger for me is it always just leaves me feeling like a bigger jerk. Mm-hmm. And so then I, then you got to go back and mend that. And it, so, I mean, I guess I'm assuming moms feel that too. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that just brings me back to the whole focus of my business. And that is this message I'm always trying to get across to, to women. And that is that if you can focus on fixing things within yourself, it's automatically going to translate to your relationships and the way you treat people. So everything we're going to talk about today is how you can model behavior, but also how you can start to help your kids because their brains aren't developed enough to do it on their own. You're going to help step them through a process that will help them be able to manage that, their emotions and their anger better. And if you personally know how to do that, that's going to be a really natural, easy thing for you to do with your kids. That's great. it just comes back to it is so right and so good for you to take some time to focus on some of your stuff that you need to fix. It just it blesses everybody. Well, and think about, you know, families and parents. If we put this on the radar and we are all dealing with it together, how mm-hmm. powerful is it as a family to hold each other accountable? I remember Stephen Covey, and I don't know if I've told you this or said it on the air, um, he used to talk about if, how if any of his kids were, were throwing a fit or breaking down, they had a lot of family discussions about what should we do when one of us is just not being healthy. They're out of sorts. And mm-hmm. the whole family kind of decided together that when, when somebody's throwing a tantrum or angry, we would just they would just act like monkeys around him. <laughs> I think I may have heard that. So they'd start dancing and... <laughs> And they start making these monkey noises around him, like pick bugs out of his hair. And now, honestly, in my family, that would get you shivved, right? That would get you killed. That's um, what I was thinking. But in his family, I guess they don't – nobody carries a shiv. So – but interestingly, though, talking about it as a family meant we could respond to it together as a family. And what it did is it created an awareness that there's a space – between when you want to go off and you're going off that you need to make a better choice or we're all going to act like a monkey around you. <laughs> I, I choose um, monitoring, monitoring myself before everyone turns into a monkey. That's right. About you? <laughs> it's powerful. I think that's a really – I mean it's it's cool, but I think your your goal as a parent is you know to 
to teach them as you know as they're developing, but also to make it. This is our family problem. We're going yeah. to combat this. Yeah, I think that's great. And, you know, I've seen that work in my family to a certain extent. This is one of the points I was going to bring up, and I think this leads into it really well. So I have a daughter who um, is a little on the anxious side, and through some counseling, we had a counselor bring up the red light, yellow light, green light concept. Hmm. Yeah. Are you familiar yeah. with that? Yeah, but explain it. So green light is everything's groovy, yellow light, you're starting to kind of get out of sorts, and you can feel your defenses or, you know, anxiety or anger, whatever it is, starting yeah. to come on. And red light is when you're out of control. And really, by the time you hit that red light point, it's it's really, really hard to pull yourself back out of it. Then that's when the mom guilt comes out because you've not acted well with your family or, you know, the kids will maybe get even more angry because they're feeling guilty also about the way they've acted. And so the key is to be aware of that process. And so when you're feel yourself shifting into that yellow light to give yourself the space that you need and really as a family, we've been able to incorporate that concept pretty well where my husband will even say, are you in a yellow light to me? Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes that, that um, isn't the best thing for me to hear, but it does help <laughs> everybody know, okay, we need a little bit of space right now. That's Even great. with the happy gal, the happy gal needs a little space yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, no, but I'm about to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going orange really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Here I go. But See, that's just making it, giving a tool, right? Having something yeah. that, and a, and a language we can use. I love that. Yeah. And it's amazing. Even little kids can pick up on that. My five-year-old can use that. And so I I think that's a really great visual concept that you can give even to younger children. But the whole family, like you were saying, the whole family can step in and understand when they see people hitting those different phases and know to give support or to give space or whatever. Right. Does... um when you think about how you use that, uh, do, do you see your other kids that don't have anxiety picking up on it as well, or is that just kind of the adults and the, the one that learned it through counseling? No, I think it's really good for everybody. It's interesting because I'm in the teenage world now as my oldest is almost 15, and so I can feel when our interactions together are starting to go into that yellow light, yeah. and that's a signal to me even though, you know, my pride is, is coming up and I'm, I'm wanting to respond a certain way to bite my tongue, and you know, because together we're going to a yellow light. And yeah. so, um, you know, it's, I, it seems to be a really great concept across the board, whether you're using it for anger or anxiety or whatever. I love it. it, it see, when I think of a yellow light, I think, hit it, go as fast as you can, <laughs> which is kind of probably counterintuitive, but it really means slow down, be cautious, clear mm-hmm. the space. Mm-hmm. Prepare Times awareness. Yeah, I, I love Times it. Awareness. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's great advice. So, um, and then your and then your daughter gets it, and because um, to me too, you could have your daughter be able to tell one of the boys that are bugging her or whatever. Uh, Hello, I'm starting to go yellow here. Yeah, get off my back. <laughs> and the trick is for that other child to respect that. That's great, <laughs> and to care enough. So, you know, you just keep working on that part of it as well. But it's great to give them the language because a lot of times they just don't know how to express it. That's and right. So that's been good for our family. And then and then maybe um, when you go back in and you, you see them again, if they seem happier, you can say, you seem like you're back to green. Yeah. Yeah. And we can show that, you know, there's a full circle here. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And that's really smart, too, because you're giving positive reinforcement to that process. Exactly. And, 
So you want to make sure you don't miss out on that opportunity. Oh, man. Man! Okay, Jen, <laughs> hang on with us. We're going to take a break, but we're going to come back, and I want you to keep teaching us. Okay. More skills to, to, you know, minimize, mitigate some of the anger, the negative emotion in the family being taught to us by The Happy Gal. you got to go to her website, thehappygal.com. Uh, Jenny Layton's her name, uh, Emotion mang- and Anger Management. That's her game. I think she's green light right now. And by the way, she's probably at a green light because she doesn't dare ever call from home when she's on the Matt Townsend show. Because her kids are out of control. We're taking a break, folks. More when we come back with Jenny Layton from The Happy Gal right here on BYU Radio. to the Matt Townsend Show, having so much fun, a lot of levity in our breaks. We laugh, we're raising it up. Hey, uh, on the phone, parked in some remote location, hiding from her children, windows up, air conditioning blowing in her face, Jenny Layton is on the phone. She's the creator of the blog, The Happy Gal author of the newly released cookbook, Healthy Eating, The Happy Gal Way. And uh, she's teaching us the zen of happy galdom. Is that right, Jen? I like that. Yeah, You're teaching us how to keep down. our cool. <laughs> what? You're trying to teach us how to keep our cool yeah. and then how to teach our kids the you know anger management skills, basically. Mm-hmm. One of your tools so far, red light, green light, yellow light. Yeah. Green light means floor it. Go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Yellow light means proceed with caution emotionally. We're starting to go yellow. You know, I'm starting to feel like I'm a yellow light. Can I just get some space? Red light means what? Watch out. Watch out. <laughs> Mama's mad. Or kids are mad. Or the kids are mad. Whoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're going to start using that around the studio here. <laughs> I think that's good. Don't you we think? all have the same language. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. Get everyone on the same page. What are some more skills you got for us, Jen? Well, I think maybe the most important one that I want to focus on is one that I I think is just counterintuitive almost to parenting, and that's why I think it's really good to talk about. And really, I think human nature in general, because when your child is in, you know, having a tantrum or talking back or misbehaving or something, you just kind of want to say, go to timeout, go Go down to your room. Just get out of here. Right. Go cool off. Right. That's pretty instinctive, I think. But really, research kind of tells you don't do that to your kids because, um, so the guest, John John Livingstone, yeah. the, the tenth yeah. right here, that's yeah. pretty impressive, by the way, that 10-generation thing. Uh, oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, you guys were talking a little bit about how the anger is really kind of a byproduct of some really scary negative emotions that people have experienced, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And so here the child has gone through whatever triggered that emotion, and they're scared of these feelings, and anger was what how they responded, so now they're scared of how they behaved. The last thing they need to have happen is be left alone with all of those 
feelings that they don't understand That's and true. don't know how to control. That's such and a great so, point. Plus, yeah. we're teaching them to run away from it, which yeah. I see coaching couples later. Everyone's good at kind of running away. Mm-hmm. But it's almost you need to learn to stay in the emotion and just everyone just kind of needs to calm down. And isn't that interesting that as parents, we've got the power to teach that lesson to kids while they're so impressionable? Yeah. Um, and, and yet, if we ourselves don't understand how important that is, then we're not going to know how to teach that to our kids. Again, just why that's so important for us to understand really, you know, healthy mind and behavior. and Right. Thinking. But I just, I, I think that's a really interesting point when it comes to helping kids. Contrary to that whole time out, what if you did a time in? You know, yeah. where, hey, so you're driving me crazy, and the last thing I want to do is be with you right now, but I understand that what's going on here is scary to you. And so let me set my feelings aside, and let's sit down together. And if it's a small child that will let you hold them, let's talk it through. If it's an older child, you know, try to stay in the same space and, and maybe get a dialogue going so that you can talk through what's going on because they, they're not going to understand it. They're probably not even going to have the words, especially the little ones, not going to have the words to describe, no. well, I was feeling really frustrated, <laughs> you know. I was perplexed, Dad. <laughs> Yeah, they're not going to have that, are they? But they. But what's cool is, and this is the number one thing I find working with the couples I work with, it's the they need they need the emotional management skills to stay in the space, because you if you're always avoiding the these threats these problems, and you don't know how to stay in the space, you'll never fix a relationship never being in the space. So just mm-hmm. staying there long enough, letting the emotion be there. But find a safe way to say, okay, yellow light or whatever, let's be quiet or let's talk about it. Let's just stay in the space till our emotion calms down. Eventually our brain will rewire itself and we yeah. won't see this as a threat yeah, or, or a conflict as a threat. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. I think that's a really cool part of it is when you're there with your child in that moment, you are actually helping them connect those synapses in the brain and lay that you know, blaze that trail through their brain that this is how we deal with problems. And as they feel confident, more confident, and and they feel safer with some of those emotions, they're going to be able to figure out how to do that process on themselves. So they'll need you less and less, which is exactly what we're trying to do as parents, is teach them to be independent. So, you know, just the wherewithal to know how to to do that with your child at a young age or, you know, if, even as a teenager, that's a great time to introduce it if you haven't done it before. It's just going to help them so much as, an, as adults. And then you see in your practice how it affects relationships. Think, think what would happen if you were raising a whole house full of really emotionally intelligent and resilient people who were heading into the marriage relationship, what that would do. Think of how many marriage coaches I could have. Mm-hmm. I could open yeah. a business and just... Have all my children coaching. I could make millions. I think an idea was just born. <laughs> oh, man. You just see, that's the business coaching you. Um, I really, though, it's. I, I think it's way cool. I think it's a great gift we can give them. And, and it's not always, you know, sometimes, too, it's, it's we don't know any other patterns, right? We don't know other ways of doing this. So it's kind of like, and this is, I guess, what you do as a coach a lot, too, is it's just letting other people know there's other rules, there's limits we can give, there's more constructive ways that we could do this. Yeah. And you know what? Let's talk about that for a sec. I think that's a really good point. I think helping them know limits in terms of it's okay to be angry. Every emotion is fine. It's okay to feel that mad, and it's okay to feel that hurt. 
or that resentful. Those are all normal emotions. The thing we don't want to do is help them feel like or cause them to feel that those emotions are not okay because they'll they'll suppress those, and we know that's a right. bad idea. Yeah. You know, eventually, we're relinquishing control on those emotions once we suppress them because those then it shifts into subconscious control, and that's not a good thing. We want it, then it's work to bring yeah. it back into the conscious realm, and so I think just helping the kids understand that. Um, all of these emotions are okay to feel, and it's a normal part of life to feel all of them. And um, here, but here are the limits. When you're angry like that, here is what's okay and what's not okay. You know, it's not okay to hit somebody. It is okay to get really mad, but let's not hit. Let's right. find another way to let out some of that aggression if that's what we need to do. That's great. It's it's not okay to call names. It's not okay to to you know throw things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, or to talk disrespectfully to your parents. Yeah. You know, that's another good one. It is okay to make us dinner. <laughs> it is uh-huh. okay to vacuum. Clean, clean the bathroom. Go for yeah, it. If, whenever you get angry, we'd appreciate it if you just go clean. <laughs> Use your energy to clean. Let's see, do something productive with all that adrenaline. That is, that's a great coping skill. Well, we're coming up with a lot of good ideas. You've got a family of marriage counselors in my bathroom. Yeah. are going to be sparkling. Oh, yeah. Let's keep going. This is, I do something with cookies. <laughs> it is okay to make cookies. Yeah. Healthy it, ones. It's funny because <laughs> these these moments of emotion can be a lot of times just, they they become such a big moment, right? It piv- It's this pivotal moment in anger, and we've never seen, I mean, I remember once I ran away from my house. I was gone easily. I was easily gone four hours. Wow. How old were you? I was 24. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) No. Something like that was going to come out. Yeah, no. I was probably eight. Wow. But I was so hungry. I had to go home. (laughs) And, um, but then going home, I remember, was always hard too because, you know, how do you do that gracefully? Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm back. I'm all back. But don't let it happen again or I'll leave again. But next time I'll take chips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's rough, you know. And like we said, it's the home where all of these emotions were kind of let down our public face and these kind of things happen. But, again, it's why the home is the greatest place to learn because um, everyone is so um, just themselves, yeah. you know. And it's safe. I mean, that's, I guess, too, the key to this is, and part of it, I know, emotionally, is the recovery. They're saying the ability for you to recover from emotion. So if you can stop it, stop the reaction, not get flooded and taken over, um, and then stay together and then show some love and recover, Mm -hmm. it's the recovery they're finding out is one of the best signs of how well you'll do in your marriage is your ability to recover from your problems. Yeah, I like that, actually, because I know personally, for me, when I have gotten to the red light, um, when I haven't managed it well enough, I I notice that the red light can be a lot shorter if I can instantly tell myself, it's okay, because people do this sometimes. Sometimes you lose your patience, but when you're um, too hard on yourself, I think that you're fueling the the red light time to just go longer. You're fueling your anger to just perpetuate. And I've noticed that with, as I've watched other people and also myself, that guilt will still fuel anger, you know, because you start feeling bad that you did it and then you're, you even want to run away even more. So you, you keep choosing anger. Yep. So I think recovery is really important. And I think it's really important to recognize that once you have been angry, that that's a normal thing too. But let's just 
let's just move on. We could, we I guess we could take the the advice of uh, President Obama and Hillary okay. Clinton. They just got in a little spat uh, a little a few days ago where they decided they're just going to hug it out. <laughs> and then I, I, they I never let the press see. They, ne- yeah, they never showed the video <laughs> of them hugging it out. But apparently. <laughs> Maybe that's part of the recovery. We just hug it out. I mean, on this show, that's what we do. Good. Whenever well, we get in an argument as a team, we always hug it out. I'm going to just purposely instigate a little fight next time I come down to see that in yeah. process. Yeah, do that. that yeah, you you start a fight and see how that goes. <laughs> the happy gal's going to pick a fight. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, Maddie's still trying to grow some hair back from where Aww. from where Alyssa pulled her hair out. Alyssa's new. Alyssa's new. She? She's brand new. Yeah, I just got an email from her. Well, She's awesome. Maddie needed another woman down there. That's right. Now Maddie's not alone. Yeah. She's never been alone, but now she's really not alone. <laughs> she's she's got back. another girl on her team. That's right. Well, Jenny, you're the best. Hey, thanks for having me. It's always fun. It was way fun. And everybody, go check out thehappygal.com and look at her blogs. She's got tons of information there as well as a cookbook that will make sure you uh, eat healthy. The Happy Galway. Jenny Layton's her name, thehappygal.com's her website. Uh, Thanks for joining us. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap this show up. I think we've eliminated all the anger. Now we are not angry birds. We're happy birds. And uh, we're going to come back. We're going to hear some roommate stories. Roommate stories gone bad. It's like cops from campus. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends. Uh, we're wrapping up the show. There's the hoedown music. I always want to scat to this part. Something like that. Is that, is that okay? Is that scat? Is that scatting? That's scatting. I, I, I always thought something. scat was something else. <laughs> Come on, show me. Then Matt, you well, prove me wrong. Isn't deer scat something else? <laughs> anyway. That's what that is. <laughs> but, you know, they're very similar. No, I can see make it fun how they I'm not going to get angry though. I'm um, <laughs> I'm not sure that was scatting. That was scooping. There, there is a singing term known as scatting, but that doesn't. Uh, what that Sean's trying to say is that it. that oh, wasn't. Singing. All right, man. If I was one second. I almost broke in and started scatting. Right. I really did. Your scatting would be much much different. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Did you hear how deep that was? Yeah, that was that really was good. good. Thank you. Wow. Hey, um, here's. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna wrap Got up the, the show. Bat cave back there. But before we do, uh, we wanted to talk about, and I don't know why it went to roommate stories. They're fun because you get angry at your roommates. Yeah, I, was yeah. Say, I haven't like, had a roommate. Some of the most for twenty, yeah, five years. Yes, you wow. have. You've had a permanent roommate for how long now? I call her my mate, not my roommate. Well, she's still a roommate. She's my life. Mate. You pay rent together, don't you? Actually, we own our house. Well, that too. <laughs> I do pay rent, though. But so you've yeah. got stories about oh. where you wanted well, to crush. This is the best part. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have James here. We are James roommates. was a roommate. Yeah, we were. And we roommates. can share these together because yeah. they. We had pretty good roommates. I've had much worse. Is this going to be personal? Because I don't. I, uh, 
There might be some punches thrown, but okay. I have this well, screen between both of That's us. Right. So I'll mediate. I'm here to mediate. The screen just, gets thrown. Just let it go. Oh, yeah. Geez. No, please no. Oh. <sighs> One, two, three, four. <laughs> ten seconds. <laughs> this this is why I'm in the other room now. <laughs> Nine, ten. I know. Okay. You okay, Matt? I'm good now. All right, all right. So um, how on earth could a roommate not be anything but heaven? Well... Exactly. Um, actually, to that point, sometimes you, you don't really know when you first start out a semester, you move in, it's like, how do I know if my roommates are going to be weird or if they're going to be like, we're going to be friends. And it's always that awkward moment. I feel like it's <laughs> a month or maybe three weeks to where you don't really talk too much. Mm-hmm. And when we first moved in, me and James, we knew each other, but I had all my belongings like in the room, you know, and he had all of his, we were sharing a room and it was all there. I had a TV that was in, we, we actually set up in that room instead of bringing it out in the living yeah. room. Yeah. And oh. yeah you didn't want to share, by the way, I've seen it. It was a big screen TV. Yeah. And you didn't want to share that with all well, the other peeps. In I wanted the to apartment. make sure that I didn't, I wanted them to take care of my stuff and you don't ever know if you're living with slobs or who. Yeah. So we had, we actually got there early uh, f- before they came in there. We've had the TV in there. We decided to move one of the couches. Yeah. Of the two couches that were in t- our living room. We took one we took of them one and put it to in our room. room. <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah, geez. we just got to have our own little party in here until we know these guys. So <laughs> oh, man. they were actually ended up being pretty cool. The TV you went guys out. You sound like horrible roommates. I know. Right? We were, we were <laughs> pretty bad roommates. If we like would close our door sometimes at night and just do our own thing. Yeah, it we reminds were... me of an episode of Dumb and Dumber. Well, what? Uh, yeah. Not that you are that well, way. But, okay, sure. but they don't get well, so the would... impact they have on everyone else. <laughs> yeah, maybe that maybe that's right, accurate. Okay, keep going. Well, it got we became friends, but then even though we were friends with, uh, it was Greg and, and Logan, our other roommates, we did run into some problems. And James has a story about one of his <laughs> dishes he lent to all of us that got kind of destroyed. Okay, yeah, so. like I, I brought, th- I bought this brand new nonstick pan. It was beautiful. It was red. <laughs> it's supposed to be nonstick. Uh, it was nonstick. Oh, it it was. worked perfectly, yeah. flawlessly. But you know, something that you run into with roommates is that some people don't respect your stuff as, as you would. So sure. My goodness, the guy one of the one of our roommates would use, uh, like he wouldn't use um, the pa- plastic uh, spatulas and stuff on it. He would yeah. use like forks and everything. And when he'd clean Holy it, he would cow. scrape it. Yeah. Therefore, within a month, my pan was destroyed. And did you shiv him? Yeah, I tried. He always blocked it, and so. <laughs> You, you, you turn around and Shiv is like the word of the day on the mat. Hey, man, what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, nothing? Just, uh, so, so he ruined your nonstick pan. Yeah, yeah, just like that. You had to put like a stick of butter to make it not stick. And, and even that was, didn't work. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Then, then it's awful. not a nonstick. Yeah, it was a stick pan. It was, yeah, it was it's like glue. It's just it's a, a regular pan. pan. <laughs> yeah. The bachelor pan. Except when you scrape that coating off, it's Teflon. Or so then you're like poisoning yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's another thing I didn't think about. Yeah. Yeah. Blame Thanks it a on lot, him. Greg. When you guys have some cancer in 50 years, blame it on him. Okay. Yeah. Good job, Greg. <laughs> and so it, this actually is another part of the story, too. So we're trying to, you know, wash our dishes the right way. And uh, we're out of dish detergent. What do you call it? The dishwashing dish soap? Because you yeah. have like yeah. detergent for the laundry, but then it's, yeah, mm-hmm. the dishwashing yeah. soap. We ran out of that. We decided to use the uh, dish soap you use to hand wash the dishes. Yeah, liquid uh, dish Liquid soap. dish soap. And it made so many bubbles, it like half flooded our kitchen one time. Wrong decision. And <laughs> our roommates walk in. We actually, you know what? We made it a good experience, but it made me realize, man, if one of them was uptight. Let me guess, you actually cleaned the floor that night. Yeah, our floor was we had a, That day we decided to clean the floor, and the people yeah. downstairs got really angry. Yeah, they were I too have happy. no idea why. Their ceiling was very clean. 
So. But I, it, you know, the one thing, though, that you could learn from all of this is your kids are going to be doing the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, that's my child. Those are my children. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and the thing that yeah. I, f- I find interesting about this, that Jenny was talking about how the anger kind of comes from somewhere. She mentioned guilt. And I find that a lot of these situations, it's communication. You know, the fact that you don't, you, we haven't talked about it, you know, how to properly you know, treat my stuff or whatever. And so it's just this, this uh, lack of communication that's causing all this anger that mm. really isn't necessary. If we just talked about stuff, then like there wouldn't be any reason for this frustration and anger. Maybe they were just being passive aggressive because you took all of the furniture out of the living room. Probably. <laughs> we had to take to the bedroom. legs of the couch off to fit it through the door. It was, yeah. it was, See, it was epic. That we couch, took the door off its hinges. We took the door off the hinges. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's stuck. The couch was not <laughs> meant to go in the bedroom. <laughs> we made it fit. But, but it was, this but is fortunately, communication. That's we, took it, we took it back. Yeah, fortunately, we reached the point in our relationship where we put the TV yeah. up there and uh-huh. returned the couch. We so. actually had interventions then. Now you mentioned we talked. We, we got close enough to where we did talk, and that was cool. Like, okay, so, guys, okay, we'll move the TV well, out. Well, yeah, not just that, but like other things about yeah. what's appropriate maybe to to watch it, it, things that bu- bugged each other and we, that was cool i haven't had that with my other roommates there's some, wow. some other stories that but I have you mention. done that with your wife wait till you guys my get wife? married um <laughs> I, f- I think that's gonna take oh wow. i don't know i'm still hmm. I, it's only like oh, been a couple geez. months has uh have you given her the have you taken her to youtube and showed her the the teflon don um <laughs> video of how to handle your nonstick pants <laughs> uh, no, not yet, Matt. I'll have to do that. Can you yeah, put that I on would. your Facebook page? I would before James comes over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to get ugly. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> okay. uh, it's weird. Now you've moved from the dating, yeah. or not the dating, the roommating well, mm-hmm. to uh, to now you're married. No, temporary yeah. roommate to permanent roommate. It's, you know, and it it's different, but a lot of the habits and things, skills I learned from that experience and also have serving an LDS mission, yeah. being with someone else, you learn all these things that you want and what you don't want to do and habits. So. See, it's, it's a very, it's the process of life. This is the cycle of life. Yeah. Lion King. Yeah. Cycle slash circle. Sorry, yeah. we don't have that song. We don't have that one. I was no. waiting for the Which drop. I would have loved, but I was like hoping, man, I just want someone to sing. I scattered. Circle of life. Okay, I'll never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> There's Dear a shotgun in the studio. Pajamas. <laughs> See, that's where I'd want Deer oh, wow. Hunter 2014. And just start shooting you guys. Not shooting, because we don't use guns. Of course on the radio. not. Yeah. Uh, not. No, they're not allowed in the building. Sorry. No. Yeah. Uh, so that's all you got. Yeah. Um, That's a good lesson. I mean, yeah. Have, yeah. Uh, you know, have you learned? All of you have learned? learned? Have you learned? I don't know. I, that, you have to ask my wife. I feel like. Well, she <laughs> called me yesterday, and apparently you haven't. Yeah. Because you're coming in for a session oh, next week. You put that the was TV. A secret. You didn't put the TV in the living room. Yeah. yeah. Put it in the other room. Just I know. for yourself. Well, <laughs> he wanted it in the bathroom. I have it on my side of the bed in the bathroom. But it was yeah. a fire hazard. Well, I, I figured we could just shower in the kitchen. But <laughs> here's uh, yeah. here's a final quote for all of us from Dr. Lawrence J. Peter. Speak when you are angry, and you'll make the best speech you'll ever regret. Can we just all agree to just let's just not don't punch stay the angry. wall. Everybody, keep cool. Keep yeah. cool. That's the advice. Tomorrow, hey, best of the Matt Townsend show tomorrow. We won't be on the air, so it's a best of show. 
Uh, the show will be on the air. We won't be here. Thanks for joining us again. We'll be back Monday. More tools, more ideas to help you find the good in life. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.